This is the National Treasure and the soon-to-be real world's champion, and you're listening to Mixtag. What's going on, Tag Gang? It is your boy, the three-time Indian leg wrestling champion and wrestling encyclopedia, Mr. Keith White, back again on another episode of Mixed Tag, and I am joined by none other than Chris Sly. Chris, what's going on this week, man? How are you? Uh, okay, I can already hear everyone booing, so first of all, to, to your listeners, I don't care. Boo all you want. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I'm doing great. As the great MJF is, uh, I think we're both kind of on the same level these days. So uh, I'm I'm loving life. Well, you are a heel, a natural, natural, yes, absolutely. natural heel. No, no one likes me despite uh, my my you know best attempts. So I just embrace it. And boy, do you! And you are an appropriate guest to have on today because we are actually doing we're talking heels, baby. And the first thing I'm going to do is uh, call a heel move. Um, I would like to say F you to uh, the advertising department from Showtime's Heels, who didn't, or whatever whatever company that was, Cinemax, whatever. Heels, the TV show. I don't even know if they're on anymore, but we were going to advertise with them, and they decided that uh, we weren't cool enough or smart enough to advertise with them. So uh, who knows if you're even on there anymore? No one watches. There's a heel yeah, move. No one liked that show anyway. There's a heel move for you right there. That's heel. Yeah, we're going to talk heels today. Um, It's going to be a good time. Very first thing I'm going to do is not a heel move. We need to say prayers up for Adam Hangman Page, man. Uh, That hit, that concussion uh, from the clothesline that he took and the the bump, trying to sell that move from AEW Dynamite looked a little rough. Kudos to AEW Dynamite for improving at the last second with MJF and Mox. What a scary situation. So in a non-heel move, we're going to definitely going to make sure we give our prayers and well wishes for a speedy recovery to Hangman Page because we have seen a lot of trauma lately with the brain and concussions, things like that. Um, I personally feel like Tua from the Dolphins, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. That's a heel move. But I feel I feel <laughs> yes, like he all, should not yep. I feel like he should take a year off and and just decide if he wants to play again because you don't mess with the brain. You really don't. But no, like you said, that scary stuff, the concussion, like long term, um, you know, down the road, what 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 goes on in all seriousness, like you said, uh, I hope uh, everyone is OK, especially Hangman, because I looked uh, looked uh, pretty serious uh, going back into my heel form. Just saying you, you mess with CM Punk and bad stuff happens. So maybe uh, he should just relax a little bit. Mm, there you go. All right. You are a heel. And speaking of brains, we uh, this episode is brought to you in honor of Bobby the Brain Heenan, one of the best, uh, if not the best, color commentators of all time, broadcast journalists. We are we are broadcast journalists, I guess you'll say. Man, he was great. Uh, my favorite thing for him of all time, 1992 Royal Rumble. His commentary just made that rumble. Well, it's not it's, it's not fair to flair. It's not fair to flair. It's not fair to flair. Yeah. <laughs> so the, here's how we're going to do things today. We got a top five going on. You've got a top five. I've got a top five. Our Ours converge, number one, number two. But the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to do some honorable mentions for today. I'm going to go ahead and kick things off. 
with another heel. He's a heel to the mixed tag tag gang. Uh, his name is Matt Brown from the Monday Night Huddle and Hot Box Cards. Uh, I love having him on. I love how his opinion differs from just about everybody else. And that's what makes the world go around. Matt Brown is a wrestling historian, a noted wrestling historian. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a major heel turn right at the beginning of, uh, of 1980, where Bruno San Martino had his long time. And I'm hoping I'm getting the year right, by the way. I'm just going to go ahead and put that down right now, because if I don't, he'll kill me on that. Bruno San Martino. Uh, arguably the greatest superstar to come out of the WWF territory before Hulk Hogan. Actually, I don't think that's an argument. He got his back turned on him by his uh, trainee, Larry Zabisco. Bruno Sammartino was called the living legend and Larry Zabisco became the new living legend. And their rivalry, that heel turn, actually, Sly, ended up in Shea Stadium, if you can believe it. Once again, I'm going to say that again. New York Mets, Shea Stadium. That's how big that feud got. They were able to uh, to get some mileage out of that, and Larry got mileage out of that the rest of his career. Uh, to this day, Jim Ross jokes, um, you know, when he talks about Larry, he's like, you know, I sold things out with Bruno. You know, he, he does that whole, like, you know, I sold out the garden with Bruno. And he's been living on that for a long, long time. The living legend, Larry Zabisco, major heel turn with Bruno San Martino. And I'm going to make sure I get my year correct. Uh, or, or I, Sly, you got me on that. Can you do a real quick search on that Bruno San Martino heel turn? I should say the Larry Zabisco heel turn. I want to make sure I'm correct on that. I do not want uh, Matt Brown. I don't want the wrath of the sick, currently sick Matt Brown, who was supposed to come on the second half of this show, but is not going to be able to. And hope you feel better. Yeah, it says 1980. So you, you were right. You were right on it. The wrestling encyclopedia is still on his game. Very good. Well, that's my honorable mention. Old school wrestling historian honorable mention right there. That's the Matt Brown honorable mention. Fantastic heel turn. Set up a major feud that uh, had implications, gigantic implications. When you're selling out baseball stadiums, come on. So that is my very first honorable mention. Sly, hit us with one for you, buddy. Oh, well, you're, you're talking about old school uh, heel turns. We can always talk about the Freebirds, Von Erich heel turns from back in the 1980s for your buddy who's, you know, so into the wrestling history. I'm not going to talk about that because it's uh, very boring and no one wants to hear about that that old stuff. So um, the guy that is upset about that, um, I think he'd be the only one to be upset about me not talking about it. So I'm going to move on to something a little bit more, a little bit more modern. Let's I go to the this. 1990s at least. So, you know, some people listening, you know, were alive during uh, this heel turn. So how about one that a lot of people forget about? How about a Stephanie McMahon heel turn? Remember, she was supposed to marry Test. It was this big, wonderful wedding. Triple H comes out. He's the heel. He drugged Stephanie McMahon and and got her to, to marry him somehow without her consent. But Vegas is crazy. So those kind of things happen, right? And lo and behold, Stephanie's in on it the whole time. Fools test, fools Vince McMahon, who was a face at the time. Yeah, that's correct. That was weird. But Vince yeah. McMahon was a face at the time. And Stephanie and Triple H formed the 
the power couple and it mm-hmm. was it was a it was a great era i mean the music for triple h at that time the our time oh man that was my i think that was my jam back in the day that was a great song we also got to see her crazy face for the first time you know yes. like her devious remember that smile and the look in her eyes yeah, because before that it was just sweet, sweet Stephanie, as like Stephanie. no couldn't do any wrong, and absolutely like just like her dad. What a wonderfully fantastic mm. heel she could play. Good yeah. gracious! And not only that, like you said, her herself being a great heel, but people played off of her so well. Once Chris Jericho came into the company oh. and some of the spats that they had, so my good. goodness, fantastic, fantastic mention there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead also with a more modern take on a on a uh, thank goodness no one wants to hear that old stuff man (laughs) i can't wait for the tweets and and the messages this could be great (laughs) Uh, it will be great (laughs) uh for me man uh and this has been a subject recently of a and e's documentary series um eddie guerrero turning on the the ultimate luchador underdog ray mysterio and then, then actually having a custody of dominic uh you know match ladder match man what a great great situation there uh latino heat great as a face great as a heel lie cheating and stealing but they went really personal with this one uh so personal in fact they had to kind of like cue dominic in a little bit and say hey man are you gonna be okay with this because kids at school are gonna be talking so i just love seeing like eddie's like really dark and evil side uh and another one i'm gonna mention real quick in the same vein, this one's for Jared, who couldn't make it today. Probably had the most impact on a young Jared Watson was when Matt Hardy did the unthinkable and turned on his brother. Now, you did not see this a lot happening in the WWF, and, and the, the reason is WWE. Um, Vince McMahon never liked brother versus brother. He thought that, uh, you know, brothers, in his mind, brothers didn't fight, which, you know, doesn't. It doesn't, I guess, add up to a lot of households in any part of the United States of America, but that was his thing. He did not like that. Rocky apparently did not like that either. The luchador, right? The no, luchador. Yeah. Dog. Uh, he he he's upset right now. Yeah, the 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 luchador wonder dog. The lucha dog is highly upset. Um and that's just what we have to deal with. Sometimes Rocky jumps on the show and it happens. Uh, he'll move right there from my four-legged buddy. I'm going to make sure not to feed him tonight. Peter, uh, what, what's sure great you about you mentioning Eddie there and the, and the custody? I actually just saw a clip uh, the the of Eddie on the on the ladder and and you know um, Ray or not Ray um, Dominic trying to shake him off the ladder, all upset. And the thing that it, it reminded me of, and I completely forgot about it, was man dominic couldn't act then just like he can't act now he's terrible good great like as a kid as an adult doesn't matter man sorry it was it was bad he was you're good full-blown heel i love this uh (laughs) it was horrible i'm just gonna say to jared i'm your poppy (laughs) it's my message message to jared there sly what do you got next for the honorable mentions before we jump into our top five that was such a good one eddie eddie was such a good heel good gracious he he was uh, could do anything all right i'm gonna do one more old one just for your buddy just kidding i'm not doing an old one i told you this stuff's boring no one wants to hear about that listen i'm gonna do a you kind of had to be on the inside to to get how significant this was but who remembers the night that Sami Zayn won his first NXT championship 
him and Kevin, Kevin Owens had just come over uh, as well from the Indies. They're both in NXT, like two of the greatest indie stars, some of the best indie matches you've ever seen in your life. These two put on and they're friends and they're hugging and kissing and, and Sami Zayn won, won his match. Kevin Owens is excited for him. And then power bomb on the apron by Kevin Owens to Sami Zayn, just breaking his heart, shocking the crowd. Not everyone was shocked, but there was a lot of people that were shocked and it was so beautifully done how it looked like you like how often you bring someone in as a face and then immediately like there's no build. There's no nothing. It's just immediate heel turn. And I love that for Kevin Owens because I feel like he does his best work as a heel uh, just to see it. I believe CM Punk does his best work as a heel as faces. They're fine. They're great. I'm still going to love and cheer for them because they're phenomenal. But as a heel doesn't get any better than, than KO heel, especially in his promos. I mean, you are absolutely correct. And uh, speaking of hugging and kissing, you probably won't be doing that with any of our old school fans. Uh, you are really just taking a dump on everything that they love and cherish. And that's okay. It's what we do here. I said last week. Listen, uh, I like a good documentary, too. I, I, I watch the old documentaries. Uh, some It helps me fall asleep. And, uh, you know, but I still get some information. You know, it's it's not like I'm. it's a complete loss and waste. I get some information. I get a good night's sleep and it works out. Man, oh man. Okay. Okay. So, with that being said, we are really uh, just going in here today. Oh, shake that off. Here we go. Uh, man, we have five choices, each one of us, and we actually converge at number two. So, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off for us here. Number five, for some people, could be number one. And I just want to go ahead and preface that, and Slab will explain himself too that his list isn't exactly is necessarily the top of all time because we wanted to vary things up in the interest of not staying in one era, man. Oh man. Did we learn with the, uh, the, the life's a draft episode that we could have stayed in an era, but we didn't. And that got a lot of, it's, you know, just still to this day, a lot of mail. So uh, this one is, could be put a lot of places because it did, serve as a catalyst for the biggest feud of all time. And that is Vince McMahon turns heel in real life and in story. Brett screwed Brett. The Montreal screw job. This does not need to be uh, talked about very much. We all know this story. If you don't, thank you for listening to Mixed Tag. You need to go do some research because uh, if you're listening to Mixed Tag and you don't know about the Montreal screw job, I don't know what kind of wrestling fan you are. God bless you. Um, but Vince McMahon stepping away from the camera and, you know, or I should say the camera and the announce table and announcing himself kind of as the owner of the company, put a gigantic target on his back. And definitely, as we know now, a heel or any pro wrestling character is definitely your personality turned up a little bit. And uh, if there's one thing that we know about old Vinnie Mac, he wasn't playing around. So, Brett screwed Brett, Vinnie Mac turns heel, and then, of course, obviously goes on to the most fantastic feud of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Boss. That's that's a great pick, Keith. Uh, I mean, some of the younger listeners might not know about it, uh, which is why our, you know, the youth is doomed, but it's, it's fine. Um, but it is such a huge moment, and like you said, it's not just a single moment. Like, yes, the screw job was the 
primary, but all the promos that Vince did following that and taking no blame and putting it all on, on Brett. And yeah, it was, it was beautifully done. I'm going to, uh, as Keith said, I'm going to pick some that my, my four and five here, I feel like maybe aren't top four and five all time. When you look at the grand scheme of things and how important some heel turns were, but I wanted to keep it a little bit. I wanted to keep it out of just the eighties and nineties. Let's be honest. Cause when I looked at the top five, my, my true top five, they all happened within six years of each other. So I didn't want them all to be, you know, mid to late nineties. So my, my first one here is going to be one that I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about. So Daniel Bryan leading up to his, his, WrestleMania 30 victory and everyone remembers how amazing that that win was and what it did for him and the company. A lot of people forget that he, you know, it wasn't just Triple H and Stephanie holding him down for that last bit. Before that, it was Brad Maddox and Vince McMahon. Brad Maddox had uh uh him as a special referee and he fast counted Daniel Bryan to lose to I believe it was Wade Barrett. Everyone remember Bad News Barrett? Yeah, ba- Wade Barrett was beat Daniel Bryan because of a fast count by Brad Maddox. And he was supposed to fight, uh, and this is Daniel Bryan I'm talking about, he's supposed to fight John Cena at SummerSlam for the World Championship, for the WWE Championship, which Daniel Bryan had not won. He had won the, the Heavyweight Championship, not the WWE Championship. And Brad Maddox was about to be inserted as the special guest referee in this one because Vince didn't want Daniel Bryan to win. He did. He didn't like Daniel Bryan. He thought it was too small. The crowd was obviously starting to get behind Daniel Bryan at this point. And Triple H, as the face, comes out and inserts himself as the special guest referee. Daniel Bryan beats John Cena in 2013, mind you, clean as a whistle. How huge is that for a wrestler to beat John Cena clean in that era? And tr- and sure enough, Triple H counts it. He wins. Everything's well and dandy. Uh, Randy Orton, the Money in the Bank winner, comes out to tease the cash in, and then Triple H kicks Daniel Bryan square in the stomach, pedigrees him. Randy Orton picks up the easy one, two, three to become the champion. And I feel like that's that's a turn by Triple H that not many people remember because they they think of you know just the 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 power trip, the, the corporation, the, you know, what's best for business triple H. And they forgot that for that period, he was opposed as the face to Vince McMahon as a heel um, until that moment. And once, once that happened, it was, it was game over. It was Randy. It was supposed to be Randy Orton versus Batista in the main event at WrestleMania. It is funny because his, his face turns are not nearly as memorable as his heel turns for sure. So great pick. Awesome with that. Um, yeah. I just remember that crushing the internet wrestling community. You know, the people who love Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson, as we know him for the most part, because they wanted no one him. could believe it. They were like, Oh my God, they put the title on um, him. It's, this is major- amazing. They put him over John Cena. What? You're correct. And you, you need the nail on the head back then. No one did that. So it was a huge stamp of approval. Uh, and and if you go back and watch that, the crowd is hot for uh, Danielson the entire time. Like they can they can sense it, and they just came unglued when he won. So that was awesome. And it was a great summer. It was a great SummerSlam match and a great moment. And kudos to John Cena for the most part for always doing 
what's best for business. Uh, Definitely older John Cena, I feel like, always did what was best for business. Younger John Cena. Buried some people. A little dicey. A little dicey. (laughs) Maybe maybe held back some people. Yeah. Uh, Cutthroat world. They could... All these guys could be heels when it comes to backstage politics. Uh, But uh, so now four, number four from me, Uh, number four goes like this. It is Bret Hart back again, but this time Bret Hart goes anti-American. I loved this new uh, edgier Bret Hart, Um, the Hart Foundation, bringing them back. It was awesome to see Owen and Bret and Bulldog and Anvil and um, Brian Pillman, unhinged, loose cannon Brian Pillman in this really cool faction and stable that had a very unique situation because they were booed in America and cheered everywhere else. Canada, South Africa. I mean, that Canada pop, if you go back to the In Your House and you watch that pop, the place comes unglued for every single member of the Heart Foundation in crescendo. And it just, it electrified that crowd. And he said things that was weird because he, he was saying things back in 97 that later we heard presidential candidates say in 2016. So it was just kind of crazy. I, I, well, it was primaries, but let's not get into politics. Um, yes, please, please don't. That's I'm a ultimate, heel, but I don't even want to go that I say That's the ultimate heel move. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying like he was, he was mentioning things and getting a lot of stuff off of his chest. That was of course not endearing him to the audience in the uh, United States. So, but it was amazing to watch um, a raw that was from any other different country, and he was the hero. But you know, in the majority of the, of the Monday Night Raws, filmed in the United States, gigantic heel. So I thought that was pretty awesome and definitely different. Like, is it? It just took a a huge dump on his character, but actually made his wrestling career better, in my opinion, from the longevity standpoint. So that was my number four. Bret Hart, the hitman, becomes the anti-American with the Hart Foundation. I love that pick, too. Like you said, it was very interesting to see the dynamic of when they're in Canada, Bret Hart, the the face, and Shawn Michaels, the heel. And they're in the USA, and it's Bret Hart, the heel, and Shawn Michaels, the face. And it, it, it was just it really was. It was it was an interesting dynamic. And. Like Brett, I think Brett even said in in the um, interviews, he wasn't trying to be so much a heel as he was just like, you know what? They're like, because they were starting to turn on him anyway for this good guy shtick. So he was like, fine, I'll I'll embrace my country, and you know, America sucks basically. So I, it was like I said, great dynamic. I love the pick. Uh, hey Keith, do you know what happened on June second of twenty fourteen on Monday Night Raw? Absolutely no idea. Oh, it's just a random date that I throw out. You can't remember. Okay, let me tell you what happened. Batista had returned and won the Royal Rumble and lost in the, you know, WrestleMania. But then him and Triple H and um, you know, the Viper Randy Orton, they kind of got back together with Evolution and you know, it was kind of interesting and they had a few matches against the Shield, which they lost, and I don't think Batista could take it anymore, not to mention Batista's, you know, his movie career was blowing up. So Batista quits the WWE for a second time. But Triple H had a plan B, and that plan B was Seth Rollins 
one member of the honestly probably the best la- the last best stable can i put it that way uh, outside of what the, the, you know roman reigns and the usos are doing right now i think that they're probably they're still doing it so you can't really you can't you know look at the whole picture yet so while they're still in it but they're doing a phenomenal job as well i thought the shield was going to be the last stable that we were like they're they're phenomenal right and for seth rollins to turn on his brothers the way he did to be triple h's plan b to hit them in the back with a chair shot i gotta give it up to all three of the members of the shield by the way for for this execution one for seth's turn the way he did it Two, the shot that Roman Reigns took in the back for that initial chair shot when he fell into the ropes and just, man, I, like we've seen Roman Reigns take chair shots like that one looked like it took the soul out of him. You know what I mean? They're like he, he didn't fall into the bottom rope, his mouth open. Just I think he understood what was going on in the same breath as taking the physical damage. It was that emotional damage and Dean Ambrose's face when he turned to see what happened, just the what, like the pure disbelief. Yeah. That was, I remember that um, all three of them, just phenomenal, phenomenal job. And obviously this, without this, we don't have all of the great singles runs that all three of them have had the multi world championships, WWE championships, AEW championships, I understand that, but man, don't, don't you, it's just, and I know they got back together a few years later for their little run, but you didn't want it to end in the moment, right? It was, it was, they were still hot. They were still hot. They were still crushing everybody. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was definitely a surprise and not just the surprise of them breaking up. Cause there were some rumors of them breaking up, but it was supposed to be, everyone was saying Dean Ambrose was going to be the guy to turn. But it was Seth Rollins, the guy, the the architect, the one that kept that group together is the one that ended up turning and being Triple H's plan B. So that's my number four. Like I said, is it truly my number four of all time? Maybe not. Maybe it's a little lower, but you could certainly make the argument for it to be there with how, like I said, that moment, what it did for the business. It gave the business three just all all time all stars at that point for in the main event it it gives especially at the time it gives three vince uh three main event guys to work with i mean how could you ask for more i i remember that date i don't remember the date uh back then i wasn't wasn't really watching uh, i would read things so i remember hearing about it i remember watching the clips and you're right the clips were fantastic everyone did a great job of making this work that was a really good one um, Chris, we are now on number three, correct? Number three. Number three. Thank you for keeping me uh, on track. I need. I'm no Jared Watson. I'll tell you that. Uh, I just uh, who wants better, to be? It's fine. I just have a better beard than him. That's all. Oh, you do. Uh, oh, yes. Me too. I mean, I like to call out. By the way, in last week's show, saying I kind of have a the same Zayn look going on. You I, the, I, I like that. It gives everyone kind of an idea of what they're looking sure. at. Yep. For sure. Tag gang, just picture that the honorary ooze on with a, with a microphone. That's what we got going on. So number three, uh, without this, this bridges the gap between old and new school. I think if we don't have this turn, WrestleMania isn't what the, what it is today. It was a spectacle for number one. Number two, 
But number three is still talked about to this day. Number three is still on promos and on video graphics and just still part of the lexicon of professional wrestling. When Andre the Giant turned heel against Hulk Hogan, he got Bobby the Brain involved and he basically said, hey man, I'm done with no, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Come up for that title. He was on Piper's Pit. He took the cross off, rip, ripped it off of Hulk Hogan's neck, actually left a mark because of the way he grabbed it. He left, like, drew blood on Hogan's chest. And that allowed Hogan to then have that matchup with him at WrestleMania 3. I don't remember the number 70,000, 90,000, something crazy at the uh, Pontiac Silver Dome. I think it was 250,000. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but it was the, the largest attendance, maybe, uh, definitely then. Um, but it was just, it was the biggest deal. It, was, it made WrestleMania what WrestleMania is. You know, the showcase of Immortals. Hogan slams Andre. There's that image of him being defeated. Back then, they had those mini rings that would actually, like, escalate you. You know, it, it would actually, like, move and carry you to the ring. Uh, do they stop that with the warrior? Because the warrior had to run. I don't know. I just I I don't know. But yeah, they did that. What one year? Well, all, all I know is I don't remember them doing it the first two years. I think they literally just did it the third year. Maybe, but that was a, a huge event, and it was the most important situation then for making sure that WrestleMania is a, forever a household name. You know, I, it's hard to imagine that Hulkamania would have had the heights it had without that moment. So Andre turning heel really solidified Hulkamania as a movement and the golden era of professional wrestling. That That's a great pick, Keith. Uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan seeing him come out with Bobby the Brain Heenan. What are you doing with this guy, man? Is is great. Um, my number three uh, is it really is kind of two heel turns in one, but I'm going to go with the latter. And this, and this is what happened. You had Rocky Maivia, the rock, the great one on his rise and ascent as being the number one face in the company facing the corporate picked mankind. He was supposed to be Vince's guy to win the title. And Toward the end of that match, it was not that. It was, it was, The Rock putting mankind in a sharpshooter. Vince calling for the bell, and what just happened? The Rock is the corporate champion. The Rock is Vince's guy. How could Vince ever pick a guy like mankind to be his champion? Everyone is stunned. I in the history of the WWE, this had never been done. A guy basically the number one face the guy the the guy selling the most merchandise moving the most you know selling the most pay-per-views and we all know how how charismatic the rock can be it was it was his time it was literally his time to take over that role and just out of nowhere they pulled the rug out from everyone the rock turns heel and he goes back to when he first turned heel the die Rocky die chance that he got when he first came into the WWE, when he first turned heel before he kind of naturally became a face. It, it, he, he hung on to that. And like I said, it's never been done before. 
I don't think it's been done. It's been done since, but not nearly as well. Like I said, not for not for a guy that popular. That that like I said, he was going to be no no one could compete because Stone Cold was injured. I believe um, they needed somebody to basically take the spot of Stone Cold until he came back. And I mean, it kind. I think not only did it do wonders for rock's career because he went back to being heel and again naturally became face again because of how charismatic he is but even mankind because i feel like mankind as a heel was starting to lose a little bit of steam and him becoming that lovable goofy making jokes mankind um you know was big for him too so it was a huge heel turn nobody saw it coming if you said you saw it coming you're a liar and uh that's my number three it was uh like I said, it not only the impact of the moment, but the impact of of um, the business going forward. That's a fantastic pick, and you're correct. No one saw that coming at all, and you're absolutely correct with mankind, especially because we got some great moments. We got innovative moments. We had the uh, the empty arena match, uh, which I think was at uh, Super Bowl halftime. Yes, halftime it was heat. Right. We had the Royal Rumble I quit match where The Rock took a few liberties with Mankind's head and that chair. Really nasty. Um, We got Mankind's world title win. The big one on Monday Night Raw, which is another shocker. Right. So and DX held him up and Tony Schiavone said that'll put some butts in the seats, which was a heel move on the other end of the show. But yeah, that's a fantastic one, man. I love that. we we definitely got good mileage out of the rock as a heel. He's natural as a face or a heel. And everyone go see Black Adam this weekend. It's in theaters. And uh we need some support. The the reviews are heelish. Uh <laughs> they don't seem to like the movie too much, but I'm gonna go see whatever Dwayne the Rock Johnson puts out in the theaters. I'm gonna go support that. So go see Black Adam in theaters this weekend. DC Comics. I'm avoiding all spoilers. It's been really hard to do, but it's a labor of love movie from him. And he's hoping that you do this man. Okay. So we are now on to the, uh, we're on to the, the top two. And the interesting thing here is Chris Sly and I both have the same top twos. When we talked about things before we started the show, this first one that we're going to talk about for top two, number two is somebody who wanted to be a winner. That's all he wanted to do. He just wanted to be a winner. You know something, Chris? Sly, the heel, your favorite sports entertainers and your favorite athletes always strive to put themselves in a winning position like this person did. And it's about time you did too with MyBookie. MyBookie has the biggest online selections of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL. MLB playoffs, or play for a big share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get on the action, that time is now. That's a John Cena reference. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code MIXTAG, and claim your deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code M-I-X-E-D-T-A-G to claim your bonus experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie chris i'm not going to delay this 
you should be the one, sir, to tell everyone who, what, when, where for our number two heel turn of all time. I absolutely will. But but I will say uh, I, I'm going to go play some bets right after the show because <laughs> that's that sounds great. You're, you're matching funds. You're for matching code mixed tag. Yeah, I, I'm going to go do that. So uh, but my our number two, our mutual number two happened 1992 during Brutus Beefcake's Barbershop. Who remembers that? You want to go old I watched it. Yeah, old school. I mean, that's that's like you said, that's kind of that's not new school. That's not quite old school, but that that's mid school for sure. Brutus Barber Beefcake's Barbershop. The kick heard round the world as it has been dubbed. Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, one of the best and more most fun tag teams you've ever seen and probably the best tag team to never win the tag team titles. Officially, they they won it once, but it wasn't official. But it was yeah, it was then it was the show. It was like the ropes or whatever. I yep. I, I know what you're exactly. talking about. They that they were supposed to win it. They took it away because they didn't air the episode, so they yep. never officially won. They were such a great team. They they were kind of having this little bit of a falling out, but everybody and their mother thought they were going to get back together because again, such a great tag team. They and and who really thought one could you know do well without the other they worked so well together they were so innovative they they'd, we'd seen some moves we hadn't seen before they brought some high flying of course they're going to get back together and they shake hands and it looks like okay all is well and then the kicker around the world Shawn michaels hits him with the sweet chin music marty Janetti goes down and 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 uh, we talked about him already uh, uh, quite a bit because he really was one of the greatest heel commenters of all time. <laughs> but Bobby the Brain Heenan chimes in. I knew he was going to do that after just saying, "Yeah, they're just they're great. They, we can't have one without the other. They got to get back together." I knew he was going to do that right as soon as <laughs> the kick hits. What a great what a great heel comment. And then of course it's not over. It's not just going to kick him and then stand there. No, he has to he has to go that extra mile because it's not just a turn it's a sadistic heel turn because mm-hmm. then he picks up his old friend and he puts him through the window of the barbershop right there on set puts him right through the glass oh in front of kids in front of kids in front it's, of he's bleeding yes before, say there's blood i mean there it, it was before there was ecw this was hardcore absolutely I, I i and i don't think that's that's the thing i don't think people quite get it now because they're like yeah we've seen people go through tables not then no not then guys i mean i'm telling you th- this was this was big saturday, this was it was big. saturday morning it was saturday morning programming literally kids got done they had their cereal and back then you couldn't have magic spoon but hey magic spoon uh their cereal and you know you were eat your cereal and you're watching cartoons and then you'd watch uh WWF superstars or wrestling challenge. And this happened. And Sly, I also loved Bobby the Brain and saying, I, I, I think he said something along the lines of like, you know, Janetti's look, Janetti rammed his foot into, uh, rammed his face into Shawn Michaels foot or something like that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then he said, and then he's going through the window. He's like, look, he's a coward. He's trying to get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. It, I mean, without that commentary, it's obviously, a huge moment 
and like just I said, added, huge though. heel turn yeah. for Shawn Michaels. But Bobby the Brain just takes it's like the Royal Rumble, the same thing. Ric Flair winning that Rumble would have been a huge moment uh, because of what it meant and and where he was before he won that title. But with Bobby the Brain in there, it, it just cranks it up to eleven. By the way, fantastic reference. Um, I, I was a I was a big I was a Marty Jannetty fan when this happened. I got so mad. I was like. Mom, I like Marty Jannetty and my brother like Shawn Michaels. So then we would just fight because we were brothers. Uh, and then years later, Bubba Ray Dudley called my brother uh, some horrible names at ECW at Dell State University, which I still remind him about on the show. This is probably like the eighth time I've done that on the show since our, we started. But I would wear uh, that like a badge of honor because supposedly he did that with everybody. So I'd, I'd be like, he, he chose me that week. He chose me. Um, this is uh, this is a heel turn that obviously then gives us arguably one A, one B in many people's eyes. Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, the greatest pro wrestlers of all time for a lot of people. And this doesn't happen for Shawn Michaels if this barbershop window incident doesn't happen. So. It's a fantastic, fantastic, dastardly heel turn. He becomes the heartbreak kid, sexy boy, Shawn Michaels. He and, gets- and one of the reasons people consider him the greatest of all time, and I'm sure you can agree with this, in my opinion, he had two Hall of Fame careers. He absolutely had two Hall of Fame careers. What he did for what we're talking about up until the 90s, right? Then he goes out for a few years with his injury, and, you know, and, and drug problems or whatever. And then when he comes back in the 2000s, you, you take those as two separate careers. They're both Hall of Fame worthy. That's hey, why right. I feel like that's why I feel like most people consider him the greatest. And Marginetti had a bunch of drug problems and also was a real piece of shit human. Uh, if you need to Google that, please do. He Yeah, uh, something to do with his daughter, right? Yeah, was, yeah, was yeah he talked about. Yeah, he's so nasty. And may have killed a guy. So, uh, you know, F that guy. Um, the, so the, what you're the, saying is you're no longer a Marty Jannetty fan. No, no, okay. not at all. He, For the he record. A, <laughs> yeah, this was, this was a heel turn that was meant to be. Uh, that brings this man to number one. Number one with a bullet. We both believe this is the number one heel turn of all time. If you don't believe that this is the number one heel turn of all time, you're you're a moron. I'm wow. just say it right now. You're strong, you're not smart. Strong words. Uh, this is the number one for us be, because it defines an era. It also, uh, I mean, there's just so many layers to this one. But Bash at the Beach '96, Hall and Nash they have a third partner, a mystery partner, going against WCW. Who's it going to be? Who's the third man? Speculation runs rampant, and then they're getting their butts beat. And all of a sudden, Hulk Hogan comes to save the day. And Bobby the Brain Hannon probably knew what was going on. I mean, but if he did, fantastic. But he was actually maybe just doing what he does because he always went after Hogan. And he said the line, but whose side is he on? So for the audience at home, they may have gotten clued into this. Whose side is he on? He gets in the ring. I believe it was Macho Man. So it was. He gives Macho Man the leg drop and lets everybody know that there's a new world order of wrestling, brother. Becomes Hollywood Hogan, and the rest is history. This was the greatest heel turn in our opinions because, first of all, 
it accelerated the Monday Night Wars. It put WCW over the top. 83 weeks, they didn't lose. Hollywood Hogan reinvented himself as the ultimate chicken shit heel. Gave credibility. We, we wouldn't have had Rodman or Carl Malone or Jay Leno. Jay Leno in a wrestling ring, man. Without Hollywood Hulk Hogan doing what he did, turning heel. His act had gotten stale. Uh, they had some real forgettable years in the uh, in WCW, like the Dungeon of Doom and the Yeti. Uh, a lot of really bad stuff. This made, for the most part, I, I I didn't think he was that cool. I thought the idea of the New World Era was cool. I didn't think Hollywood Hogan was cool. But it made Hogan cool, in parentheses. Cool by association. It, it was so cool that, first of all, wrestling has never been, <clears throat> for the most part, considered cool. Right? Mm -hmm. It was always You're the right. thing that kids liked or whatever. When this happened... It was, I, I mean, high school kids, college kids wearing NWO shirts and for, for life. life and yes. just the Too whole thing. Too sweet. sweet, baby. And it was the coolest thing. Like if you didn't like wrestling and you didn't like the NWO, you weren't cool at that point. It was, it was, and like I you never, said, it I reinvented so cool Hogan's life. career. <laughs> Vince let Hogan go because he said, I thought Hogan was done. Yeah. Like Hogan was was washed, f the nuke finished. See you later. And I mean, obviously that initial when he came over to WCW gave it that little bit of that little bit of steam for WCW. Right. That quickly faded. And this was this was huge, man. And like you said, Hall and Nash. Like how cool is that? Scott Hall and Kevin Nash using their real names and mm -hmm. just just kicking everybody's ass and. Now, now Hogan comes in and you can call this the new world order, brother. Like what? <laughs> this is, and this is amazing. And he was giving it to the fans. You tell these fans to shut up if they want to hear what I have to say mm -hmm. as they're just booing and throwing trash and a fan jumps in the ring and I think it's hall or Nash, like punts them in the head or punches yep. them and the security gets them out. Like, Oh my God. Like insane, cool, revolutionary, never seen before or again like there's there's so many words and no words to explain it all at once so that's why i said if you don't think this is the number one heel turn you you've got something loose in your head you really do because it doesn't get any better than this i used to i i hated him because he had his 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 mustache, you know, the, the handlebar stayed the same, but he had that trimmed. Yes, everything else black was black. But he had the beard. had the gold mustache. It was yes. So awful! I, oh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, and but he had the Oakley shades, and he would he'd spray paint the NWO the, the on the title, the World Championship. He played like people? a guitar. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yep. yeah. And he and he just he did become cool. He, he like you said, he wasn't cool. He became cool, and Everyone, and he it was and he knew how to just get the crowd riled up every single time. And he and he you know he used to be our hero, and then he became just this coward. Like and that's and that's why when Goldberg won the title off Hogan, I mean it, the place came unglued for Sting, obviously. But when Goldberg beat Hogan in the uh, you know in the Georgia Dome, in the Georgia Dome, yep, that place went absolutely bonkers because Hogan did the best job ever. And you may be right, man. We put this here for a reason. Like there's so much riding on this move. 
a whole industry gained mainstream popularity and momentum for years to come based on this. So, Tag Gang, that was our episode today. We talked heels. We talked heel turns. We gave you our top five. Did you enjoy them? Some of you definitely didn't. We're going to be hearing from you, I know. But we really hope to hear from anybody who wants to talk about it. You can find us at mixtagshow at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at mixed underscore tag. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. I just want to know from other people, because this definitely might be an opinionated show. I can't wait to hear some of the backlash we might get or some of the praise we might get. I would love to hear uh, everybody's opinion uh, just so I can let them know how wrong they are. That'd be fantastic. <sighs> We're going to have a whole episode probably eventually of some hate mail. Um, this has been a lot of fun though. Chris, as always, thank you for coming on. Uh, one of these weeks, what we need to do is we need to get a rematch. Mixed tag jeopardy. I think you, myself and Matt Whaley need to go at it one more time. Cause that was my favorite. I know it wasn't good for you, but that, Yo, I mean, I'll be, I'll be over at your house. Cause I a hundred percent was robbed of, yeah, of that. There we uh, go. That we were having technical issues on my end. So a hundred percent, uh, we'll be doing it at your house and, uh, I will dominate. Oh, uh, it's been amazing. You might as well. Can you please just go ahead and dye your mustache? Yellow I'll do and- it. We got to We'll videotape the, the jeopardy episode. I'll dye the mustache. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So it'll be yellow and red. So we appreciate, oh God. So we appreciate uh, you coming on today and from the Wrestling Encyclopedia and three time Indian leg wrestling champion, Mr. Keith White. Thank you so much for Chris Sly. We are out. <laughs>